All right, acountnews.com is absolutely honored to have back on board the pioneer of women's boxing, Christy Martin. What is up, man? How you doing these days? You know, I'm just hanging out, doing a, trying to get back into boxing a little bit, um, doing a lot of domestic violence speaking, and I'm really trying to um, be important and raise more awareness for domestic violence. Yeah, and, and, and the reason you're doing this, obviously, the story's out there, and most people not living under a rock somewhere in, in Antarctica know what happened with you and your former um, Jim, who's certainly occurring um serving um a lot of time in prison and rightfully so um for basically almost killing you and leaving you for dead um so that's a pretty damn good reason to want to want to do the domestic violence uh, motivational speaking um talk a little bit about where you are mentally um and how you're doing physically as well from that ordeal to walk out of the hospital after one week uh, after being shot, stabbed, cut up. I mean, he cut me up. And my, really, some of that was worse than the shooting or the stabbing. Um, it took me longer to get over, I'll say. Um, but I was back in the boxing gym within, like, 10 days. I, I knew that that was going to be my uh, my saving grace. That was going to be where I needed to go to heal, was back to the boxing gym. So I, I feel like, you know, I, I got a second chance at life, and I better do something with it. And the only thing, so far anyway, that took me upside the head, is that God needs me to talk about domestic violence to other people. And that's why I left me here. Um, I think, you know, that in these days and times, there's so much domestic violence going on that we just don't understand. And people like in my parents' generation, they don't understand it. They, because I think they were more of, you know, they, it was just a different lifestyle. They have they led a different lifestyle than what we have and then what is coming after us. Oh, my goodness. I mean, with all the technology and, and just the way that kids are today. I mean, there's no respect. Um, they don't respect each other. They don't respect themselves. So it's just it's kind of wild. And um, domestic violence is, is, uh, is rampant. I mean, um it's, it's very sad to say that there's 46 women a month, a month, that get shot to death in this country. 46 wow. in a month. I mean, that's pretty amazing when that's, you think about yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's alarming. That's an alarming number. That's scary. It really is. I mean, it's scary in the fact that, I mean, people just have no regard for life anymore, it seems. Mm. You know, oh, well, I'll just, you know, shoot this person, go on, and, and be done with it. I'm not going to get caught. You know, they don't think of the um, uh, the sins that they're going to have to pay. Right. Did you have any idea Jim would be that violent to to, to want to kill you? Did you have any, any kind of bells or whistles, any kind of warning signs up to that point? Absolutely. For 20 years, he told me, if ever I decide to leave, he will kill me. Um, mm. He said lots of things over the 20 years but I, that I didn't believe. But for some reason, this is something that he said it, when, and when he said it, I, I just, it was one of the few things that I really believed. Wow. Um, and people that know me and probably maybe can look back now and think, oh, wow, that's probably why she didn't do this interview, or maybe that's why she said this during an interview. Mm. It seems so out of character. I mean, he was back behind me 
like the puppet master telling me what to say, when to say it, who to talk to, who not to talk to. Um, mm. It really sucks because my boxing career was so awesome and I, I was at such a high point and, and had so many great things happen. But, you know, when the door closed, I had to deal with him. Wow. And, and it, you know, so the happiness, the happiness was in front of the camera, that's for sure. Because when the camera was off and I had to just do one-on-one with him, it was hell. Yeah, and, 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 and you guys, I mean, you hit it well, too, because I've spent some time with you in person and actually had a steak dinner with you guys at, at Fitzgerald's one time years ago, and Jim was there and everybody was smiles, and it's 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 crazy how, the, how everything changes once you're, uh, you know, in private time uh, as opposed to out in the public. Absolutely, and especially... Um in my situation, I, I, I had to sell it. I mean, that was yeah. part of Don King's uh, plan, you know, how to market me. And um, mm. so I, I, I just felt the pressure to make sure that everybody thought that I was happy uh, in my marriage. And, and um, of course, I was happy in my boxing career, but right. um, yeah, I just had to keep so much in that I, I really was never allowed to share. But that's in the past. So now, um, now you found love again, haven't you? Yes, I have, you know, back to uh, actually my high school sweetheart. Mm, and, that's um, great. We're, you know, we're back together and, um, you know, we, we have to spend a little time apart now because I'm here in West Virginia trying to get my house done and um, she owns her own business in North Carolina, so mm-hmm. she's getting that. Uh, they've actually expanded into Virginia, they're expanding into Florida, so that's booming, so now we're, we're we're apart a little bit but we're on you know on the phone texting and all that stuff you know like yeah what kids do we're yeah. playing the kids game right now ain't that great though man when you can actually like like be with someone that you love and then they love you back and sure it sure makes life a whole lot better man it's a lot different you know and a lot more relaxed um you know it's difficult at, at the beginning just because like I don't trust anybody. I didn't know who to trust, who sure. not to trust, um, who wanted what. Um, really, there was nothing left to give because Jim had taken and you know stolen, hidden mm. everything. So there wasn't a lot of people could get for me. But still, I was just like on on uh, eggshells because I, I didn't know what to do, who to trust. You know, sure, that, those kind of things. Yeah, you had a pretty good reason to to be a little bit leery of of whatever at that point. Um, all right, so now, so, you know, so have you started the the um, motivational speaking and the and, and, and talking to uh, abused women? Has that started yet? I have. I um, I have uh, spoken in Raleigh, North Carolina. I've been up to um, Washington D.C. for a big domestic violence, and um, actually leaving Monday tomorrow mm-hmm. to go up to um, to D.C. for a um, hearing that is going to really try to promote the bill of closing the loophole for stalkers. Mm. Um, you know, the, the amount of stalkers that really end up killing their mate is, that's another, you know, unbelievable number. Um, and it's just crazy. And then I let it back, went back in my own situation and think, damn, Jim stalked me for every year. I mean, for all 20 years. I mean, in a way, of, he tried to be slick about it. Like, every place I would go, you know, a little time would pass, I'd be getting my hair done, he'd show up. You know? Oh, wow. Actually stalking when you think about it. But then at the end, he put himself in jail with no bail by telling the judge that he had stalked me. 
and um, the, the day before, the, or two days before he actually shot me. So hmm. we, we just need to close up some of these loopholes and make sure that people that are, are stalkers and convicted of, of stalking, they're not able to get guns either. And just because you're not married, you know, just you have to, it has to be under the same guidelines and rules that a married couple would have mm-hmm. if you're stalk, you know being stalked or domestic violence either one we just we just can't let these people have guns and i'm a gun owner so yeah. don't be no i don't want anybody to get me wrong out there i'm a gun owner my family are all hunters and i always have to make it very clear with every um every issue that i'm not out there saying let's take guns away right because i'm, I'm not that person yeah, I, I think what you're saying is I don't believe stalking is a felony. I think it's a misdemeanor in a lot of states, and I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a big-time pro-Second Amendment, pro-firearms guy, but I believe stalking should be lumped in with felons because felons aren't legally supposed to possess firearms, and I think if we can get stalking as a felony in every state, um, that, that, would, that would help because it's, it's against the law to have a firearm as a felon. another issue i actually think some felons should be able to vote if you're not if you're not a violent felon like jim should never be able to vote he should never be able to walk free again but i think felons that committed like a mail like let's say somebody stole some mail out of a mailbox 30 years ago you know and they got convicted right. of felon they did their time they did 15 20 years in prison you know people can be rehabbed for that kind of a crime you know i think they should be allowed to vote maybe but but anyway, that's a different that's a different interview. Maybe a different guest at a different time. <laughs> but um, all right. So ha, I, I'm guessing the, the speaking to to abuse women is therapeutical for you as well. Am I right on that? Absolutely. I mean, to me, I feel the best when I walk away after doing a speech. Um, I. I I just feel hoping that I was able to reach one person. And then, you know, maybe I'll have a couple people come up and talk to me and say, oh, wow, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, for instance, when the first time, the very first time I spoke, uh, a grandmother came to me and said my granddaughter had been reaching out to me, trying to get me to help her, and I I kind of put it off. I understand after listening to you talk today, I can't put it off. I have to take care of it today. I'm like, absolutely. And I thought, wow, you know, if I just touch one person, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's one less that's, that's going to have to go down the road that I went down. And, and then it just, it, it's heavy though. It's heavy. Oh, because yeah. when I, when I finish on, my, on that first speech, especially, and I had, you know, kind of gone through the entire marriage and you know the, the attempted murder and everything and when I walked when I walked off the stage I just started crying I was like wow yeah. that was heavy do you, do you, <laughs> you, know? do you, do you find yourself like reliving it each time is that why because um, you kind of relive it in your head each time and, and it just takes an emotional toll you know what it's so so weird I of course I have a, my own counselor and um, sure. she said Christy here we are we're still four years later and you still talk about it like a third person. Mm. You you watched it happen from up here above, and 
you, you don't even talk about it like it was you. Wow. And um, and we, we we need to do something about that. We have to put you in that situation. Um, so I'm still working. You know, yeah. I'm still working on myself personally. And and I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I guess one day I'll just get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll realize, wow, this you know this should happen to me. But of course, I see the scars and things. That I'm like, oh man, that, that sucker. You know, I, I should have killed him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not fearing. And if I did not believe in God, I definitely would have killed him. But um, as I said, I'm not fearing, and, and that's why you draw him back today. Yeah, man. How's the how's the attendance been and, and the reactions thus far, so far, for your speeches? It's been great. Um, we've had great attendance. You know, I've been doing this um, like small local type things. I'm going to speak September 13th here in Beckley, West Virginia. It's only a 200 seat arena. You know, we're pretty sure we'll fill it up. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you know, it, it's just great. I mean, the response has been overwhelming, and it's it's really the response to Christy Salter's The Survivor. It's not. Christy Martin, the boxer. So it's ah, yeah. that's different for me too. You know, yeah. it's, it's, some people don't even know Christy Martin, the boxer. Um, so it, it's different, but it's it's um, it's a challenge. It's, I'm studying my notes. You know, I'm getting ready for DC now, and I'm studying everything. I, I did have a stroke, so I'm a yeah. little slower than I used to be. Yeah, um, my memory's not quite as good, so. You know, I have to study a little harder, pay a little closer attention. But, you know, God, God has me here for a reason. Yeah, man, he sure does. Now, have you thought about a book? A book, you know, I think this is... Uh, I think I think a lot of people would be interested in reading the book. You know what? We definitely have um, looked around talking to some people about a book, but I have signed a movie deal. And I'm actually going to be meeting with a lady. Uh, her name is Catherine Puget. Um, I'm going to be meeting with her again in uh, Las Vegas the same week as the Hall of Fame. We kind of coordinated it that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the movie's coming soon. It's probably it's like a year away. It's, That's great. It's like boxing, you know. When you want to make a big fight, it, you think, well, it should just be able to happen. This promoter or this fighter or this fighter, they both want to fight. So, you know, in three months, four months, they should fight. But it doesn't work that way. I mean, we waited two years for what, Trinidad. They were only yeah. waited two years with it. All the stars and planets have to line up. We're still waiting on Mayweather, Pac-Man, Pac-Man, Pac-Man exactly. you know, We're still waiting on that, so who knows? But it does take a little longer than I, I understood yeah. the movie situation does. Yeah, all the stars and planets and everything has to line up perfectly for some things to... To, to come to fruition, I don't, I don't know if the, if the alignment will ever be as is is good for Pacquiao Mayweather. I hope so, um, and that's a good segue into boxing because you you um, of course spent your entire life just about boxing, and um, of course we know what happened with the domestic issue, and now you're doing the motivational speaking, but you want to get back into boxing, which is not an uncommon thing for career-minded, you know, career former world champions. So talk about that. What do you want to do? You want to manage, promote? What is your interest getting back into boxing? You know what? All of it. And I, more than anything, as I told you, some days I wake up, I want to fight. But then I remember I had a stroke. It's not really good to get hit in the head after a stroke. Right. I really don't think anybody would give me a license. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I couldn't get in shape. But, um, you know, I'm thinking um, I've... Formed big promotions, and um, 
we'll do some promotions, probably starting in um, the North Carolina area, you know, like Charlotte, um, Tennessee, and um, different places, West Virginia up here, where it's a little cheaper to do shows, but I'm not doing those shows where we know who's going to win before they get in the ring. Right. Uh, you know, it's just going to be 50-50, whoever wins, wins. I don't want to have the fighters, uh, if I'm going to be the promoter. I just want it to be a fight. Whoever wins, wins. That's you know, great. we might have to protect the main event. We get a local ticket seller or something like that. You know, we might protect him a little bit. Other than that, everybody else going to have to fight. And that's, so that's, that's what I hope to get started doing. That is what the fans want. I mean, because as it is now, most, and you know this, most most promoters in in every state that has boxing, you can you can look in the promoter side of the the ring and, know, and you just know what you know, which fighters are going to blow out the other one, and it's just the fans don't want to pay money to see that crap. And you know what the the thing is, you can put two D level fighters together if yeah. they're both D's, and you can have a, a hell of a barn burner right. fight. Damn right, damn right. I mean. You know, let's just match them equally. If, if they're A's, they won't match them with A's. If they're, you know, B's, this is, that's what we're going to do. I mean, I don't want to do this, this um, A against a D. I'm not into that. I'm no, I had to fight my way to the top. I got some easy ones. I got some gifts, there's no doubt. But, you know, I had to fight my way up there. And that's the way I think these, these guys should have to do. They should have to fight the way up there. Once you get there, maybe get a gimme every now and then. But... You have to, you have to put them in a fight. Yeah, I've seen some downs with some equally matched B fighters, man. Where where they still stick in my head, you know, ten years ago. Um, so that's the way to do it. I think you're right on the mark with that. Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, look at our tour guy. He, he really wasn't an A. He couldn't. He couldn't really compete against those A's. We loved him. I loved him. I watch him every day of the week. Um, but, you know, as long as you keep, keep matching him with another B, you're going to have a war. Yep. Every time you're going to have a war. So that, that, that's what I want to do. I just want to put good, good fights together. And uh, as I said, the fighters may not have to be the greatest fighters, but we're going to match them equally. So, and somebody's going to get a little better yep. and get to move on and, be, and get to take a step forward. Good stuff. Now when, now, when do you think this will start? When do you want to start doing these promotions? I'm hoping that... Um, you know, we have to be careful with trying to get started um, against high school football and, and college football, of course, right here, right here where I am now. You know, it's college football is so huge, um, yeah. which was in Florida, but, you know, there's lots more to choose from in Florida than right here. So um, I'm still hoping that maybe um, late fall we can do a show. Um, we're, we're talking to some different venues now in different locations and just kind of trying to find that right place with that right fighter to really kind of to build around. Mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's what I really, really would like to do. Uh, talk to Coach Al Simpson down in Charlotte. Uh, a lot of people in the boxing world know him. Um, and and it, he's on the same page. He's like, we need to get some real fights here in Charlotte. You know, this, this, this crap that people want to put on it's killing us mm -hmm. like yeah, absolutely I mean I, I traded on an awesome gym ultimate boxing gym down there in Charlotte and um not, a, not another not another boxer ever shows up and I'm like you gotta be kidding me wow. I mean they do kickboxing and Thai and MMA and all that kind of stuff but I don't see just a straight boxer ever walk in the door wow like, man, I just can't get it 
Like, do they not know that to, that's who makes the money for the boxers? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they figured it out yet? And you don't have to get kicked in the head? What about women's boxing? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you would want to put some women fights on um, since you are, you know, you were one of the best women's fighters that ever that ever fought. Now, I would get death threats in the mail if I didn't ask you this from my female boxing friends because um, a lot of them are screaming right now about, you know, wanting to be treated more fairly and get paid more fairly. Um, girls like Kalisha West and... Even night, there's some really, really quality women's fighters out there right now that aren't really getting a fair shake, and you know how that goes. Um, what about that? Have, have you have you thought about maybe putting some more women on your on your fight cards in, in North Carolina? You know what? If we do a show that there's a, a local woman fighter in, there happens to be a heavyweight girl that's in um, close to the Charlotte area. You know, we definitely would try to put them on. Um, it's just tough for women's boxing right now. I mean, there's, there's no one out there. There's not a face for women's boxing, not, at least not here in the United States. There's more women boxing in Mexico and in Europe than here. Um, I, I don't know what happened to it, you know. I, I tried to pass the reins on to Layla, and she, like, didn't want it. So it just died. I mean, really and truly after that fight, women's boxing just went. It just died. And then when I didn't fight Lucia, um, you know, like, that was just the end of it. I mean, I couldn't even get fights. I was trying. You know, it was hard for me to even get fights. It's really a shame, too, because I've seen some thriller, just absolute barn burner women fights. You know, it's just it just sucks that this, it hasn't caught on. Well, I think, you know, the, the women, they know. I mean, they have to fight hard because they know all the expectations that's put on them. But then at the same time, um, they don't get to get a consistent opportunity. And, you know, if you, you just can't train six months and maybe you're going to fight, maybe you're not. It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard. It's, mm -hmm. it's just... But I do you think I do, even if you love the sport, you want to give up. Yeah, but I do think there could be some more work done on the on behalf of the bigger promoters like Golden Boy, Bob Arum's Top Rank, some of these bigger promotional companies, because there's enough women out there that want to fight. And I think if they would put some more emphasis and more time in finding those and putting start putting them on some of the undercards, it, I think there there could be some some progress made. against women's boxing he used me um you know for some time but he doesn't put women on um mia and i both have approached golden boy to try to get them to do a, a fight between us um i mean several years ago now and they were talking you know they, they really weren't interested because of the money that they offered they weren't interested right. um you know they don't put women on it's just you know, you can't make people spend their money the way you want them to. So I think it, we have to just have a, a female fighter that will start out this kind of like I did. You know, I started fighting in, um, like, I fought in Grundy, Virginia. Look that up on your map. There's yeah. probably like 300 people there. Yeah. Grundy, Virginia, Bristol, Tennessee, Johnson City, Tennessee, um, you know, small places in Florida. I, you know, you have to just pay your dues and take any opportunity that's given to you. And 
unfortunately, I think these girls aren't even really getting an opportunity. It's not that they're turning opportunities down. They're just not getting opportunities. Yeah, that's my point. But at the same time, I was fighting for free. I mean, I was yeah. fighting for two hundred dollars. I fought for whatever just to get a fight. So hoping that someone would see me. Yeah. And it paid off for me in the long run. But you know, everybody, everybody's not going to be that lucky. That's true. Well, Christy, always, always a pleasure getting you back on board. I really appreciate this update. We look forward to you um, continuing with your life with with um, the motivational speaking. I'm so glad you found happiness again in your personal life. And we look forward to those boxing cards in the North Carolina area and the movie. So you got some cool stuff, man, in the works. You really do, man. Give me, yeah, give me some closing thoughts. Give me some, give me some closing thoughts for all your fans out there because you still got a lot of fans out there. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you joining uh, Account News, Christy. Thank you.